It's not a cookie, it's fruit and a dead body. I'm a sucker for repurposing old stuff into new stuff. Turn an old door into a desk. Melt an old vinyl record into a bowl. Turn mason jars into light fixtures. We used to use all the buffalo, damn it. Repurposing pleases me a great deal. No, not like sexually, that would be gross. Weirdo. No, like from an efficiency standpoint. I like efficiency. And reusing things is efficient. Usually. Sometimes it's less efficient. That does not please me. Sexually or otherwise. Stop it. One of my favorite examples of New York City efficiency is the Highline Park. I've talked about it before, but basically the Highline is a mile of disused elevated train track that's been turned into a park that rich white people can use to raise their property values. And that poor people can walk on occasionally. With supervision. But did you know that right around the corner from the High Line, nay, on the High Line itself, there is another exemplar example of awesome repurposing of old stuff into new stuff? You did? Yeah, Chelsea Market. How did you know? Really? A New York Times article. Those rich white bastards are ahead of me every step of the way. Let's pretend you didn't read that article, okay? Just this once? Thanks. In 1898, the New York Biscuit Company, the United States Baking Company, and the American Biscuit and Manufacturing Company merged to form the National Biscuit Company, later known simply as Nabisco, and known to me as Nabisco, ding, thanks to all those commercials I watched growing up. That's a solid jingle you've got there, Nabisco. Ding. Nabisco's headquarters were in Manhattan. Its center of operations in New York was a block of Chelsea between West 15th and West 16th Street between 9th and 10th Avenue. In the early 1900s, Nabisco built 16 buildings on that block. Everything from office space to a loading dock attached to the High Line on the 10th Avenue side. Most of the buildings were industrial bakeries, though. Those bakeries baked everything from fig newtons to saltines to animal crackers. Oreos were invented there. Likewise with You Need a Biscuits, which is a pretty cocksure name for a biscuit if you ask me. Especially for a biscuit that was discontinued in 2009. Oh snap! You need a burn! Point is, there was a whole lot of bacon going on in Chelsea. And then, the music stopped. By the 1950s, the old ovens in Chelsea had run their course and had been superseded by newer, more efficient ovens in, drumroll, New Jersey. So, in 1959, Nabisco closed up shop in New York City, sold the property, and moved on to, well, let's not say greener pastures, but we'll just say different pastures. More New Jerseyan pastures. So, for a good 34 years, the massive block-long 16-building amalgamation known as 75 Ninth Avenue sat there dormant. Its oven's not burning, its biscuits unyuneeded. Finally, in 1993, rich white guy Erwin B. Cohen, I am assuming he is white, he is definitely rich because he, bought 79 9th Avenue for a little under $10 million. After kicking out the prostitutes and disposing of the dead bodies, I am not joking, this was New York City circa 1993, remember, Erwin set to work cleaning up the joint. Well, his people did. His people being his employees, not Jews. Let's be honest, it was probably a lot of Mexicans. By 1997, the floor was cleaned up and a bunch of walls were knocked down. What was once 16 buildings was now one giant building on the inside, now known as Chelsea Market. 
The upper floors of Chelsea Market had been transformed into office space, while the first floor had been turned into one long retail concourse stretching all the way from 9th Avenue to 10th Avenue. Where prostitutes once roamed free was now home to the finest artisanal salt shops and fromageries in all the land. Mmm, cheese and salt. In 1993, rent was about $3 per square foot. Now it's about 100 Thanks, Erwin. Actually, Irwin sold the joint a little while back. Now it's owned by Jamestown Properties, who's trying to attach a building on top of the building to take advantage of the cachet the High Line has brought to the joint. Like I said, rich white people love the High Line. Basically what happened is some developers got special zoning treatment while building their condos in the vicinity of the High Line by kicking the High Line some extra cash, and now Chelsea Market wants special treatment too. Mom, why does Galdonia get to build a 25-story condo but not me? So yeah, Chelsea Market's new owners are trying to drop another 10 or so stories on top of the Highline portion of their building to fill with more office space. Prime office space, since it'll have a great view both uptown and downtown, and it's sitting right on top of the Highline Park. Unfortunately, it'll cast a bit of a shadow on the Highline itself. Not efficient, guys. Not cool. There's a public hearing next week for interested parties to air their opinions about this whole debacle. As one of the poor people who is occasionally allowed on the High Line, I hope it doesn't go through. I like my High Line as is. And considering Chelsea Market is charging their tenants 3,000% more than they were charging a few years ago, I think they're rich enough. Probably white enough, too. I'm giving Chelsea Market a lot of crap here, but I do like it. Sure, the rough edges have been sanded down and the bloodstains and sexually transmitted diseases cleaned up, but there's still an industrial charm to the old Nabisco factory. You know me, I love repurposing the old with the new. No, not like that, weirdo.